Shut up and sit down. Everybody my age pees their pants. It's the coolest. You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Woke up today, feeling kind of good. Gonna take my whip out for a ride around my hood. Before I leave the house, I clean up my ride. I make it shine so bright, it's got me feeling full of pride. I head out the door with music in my ears, put my foot on the pedal, and it releases. You are jamming to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. When you are done listening to this, I want you to leave footprints in the sands of time. So stop dragging your feet. Life I live, spreading passion through my bike. I got a lot to give. Sessions with the homies, that's all I need. Not the money, the fame, or to get on TV. What a good day, I couldn't hate it if I tried. Riders mount up, and homie, let's ride. Are you sure this is safe? As sure as I'm a doctor professor. Mark Twain gives this sound advice. Learn to ride a bicycle. You'll not regret it if you live. Hold on. What did he actually mean there? Hi, welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Fondering, and I'm here with Lance. Wait for it. Friggin' Hepler. Hepler. Nice. What's up, Hep? Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> I'm here for you guys. To Lance's left, Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys look pretty good. Looking pretty good. I dressed up for you, Matt. I wore my best T-shirt. You, um, I can't nope. see the T-shirt that's under your dress shirt there, but I do appreciate you taking the time to dress for me today. Well, Why are you caressing yourself? I, it feels it's, good. Yeah. <laughs> simple answers <laughs> for simple questions. And simple pleasures. Yep. Ah. <laughs> How are you boys doing? Not Perfect. bad. You know what? We always talk about what we're going to do on the podcast, and we know what we are doing today, but we didn't talk about any kind of order, and we've oh. been kind of mixing it up a little bit lately. Oh, boy. Are we, are we just bringing back the backpedal first and just get, getting it out of the <laughs> yeah, way? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. I All think right. we are. And I think we should. There's a lot to talk about with like news and stuff, too. So There is. Matt, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Same thing as last week. I've actually been running quite a bit. I think I took one day off of running and went swimming, so I don't know how to swim anymore, but I, I'm... <laughs> I'm running a little bit each day, and I'm loving it. All trails, all the time. Fantastic. Cross-country season is in full swing. I'm losing more hair because of the stress of the of the job. And, uh, yeah. It takes a bit it's to wrangle high schoolers. 85 kids. And, <laughs> is it 85 kids? And, and that's, those numbers aren't even that high. Like, our, our record was 125 before COVID, so... Yeah. Yikes. Why why is cross country so popular? I'm I'm dumbfounded. No that that I'm dumbfounded that it's not more popular, Lance. <laughs> no. It's running sucks. <laughs> no cut sport, right? It's a no cut sport. Okay. Uh-huh. It's a no cut sport, although maybe we should start cutting kids that are giving me a hard time. <laughs> you you give a coach a hard time, you're gone. Out. Uh, right on. Any, I like that. any bike rides? Mm, yes. I mean, I did a mountain bike ride, same kind of thing, but nothing. No road. I haven't been on the road bike in a while. I've probably forgotten how to actually road bike. Yeah, I might have to go to a learn to ride road bike school yeah. with you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's cool. do it. Right. Let's do it. Sounds good. Speaking of which, you should tell us what happened with your week. My week? Any doctor's appointments? There you go. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. If That's, you know what that sound is. We did is. have that this week. If That's, you know what that sound <laughs> is. Everyone should know what that sound is after this week, right? <laughs> 
Well, what, what day was that? Was any, that yesterday? A, anybody who's been an athlete longer than like you're not enjoying what I enjoyed three or four years. Oh, you're that's going to know oh, what that's that the sound MRI. Is. I thought it was the emergency. Um, no, thing. it's the MRI sounds. Yeah. Was, How many MRIs have you had, Matt? At least two or three. I've least. had it probably a dozen. Same. Uh. <laughs> well, here, here's the fun part. So I had my MRI this morning. At 6 a.m. Yes. And I, I thought this was all a reference to that emergency phone thing that went off. No, uh-huh. no, that was okay. just me sitting in a tube for 45 minutes this morning. It's freaking uh, yeah. loud. It's a long time. Yeah. It normally 45 takes... 45 minutes is a long time. It usually takes half of that. But when you're special like me and you have metal <laughs> so hardware much. in your body, you have to oh. do these like special imaging reduction things that they use to kind of pull out the metal... I don't know how they do this. But anyway, long story short, I had to sit in there for two sessions as opposed to oh, one. Oh, Wow. That's yeah, a lot. Yeah, just lay there, don't move, and can't go pee. And you, you know me. And <laughs> <laughs> you lay there, and they tell you not to move. And the first thing you want to do is move. And then, like, all of a sudden, you're like in this tube, yeah. and you're like, I've got an itch on my calf. You're like, nope. Dang it. I can't get that. So you're sitting there, think about something else. Think about something else. So I don't know. That that was my week. Moving on. Lance Hepler. Okay. Brutal. <laughs> Sorry. You don't know results. You're not going to know results for a while. It'll probably be sometime next week. Fingers crossed. Okay. So yeah, I'm. Getting closer to getting some answers, but they're, they're gonna you're gonna get this message and they're just gonna be like, "You're broken, you're broken," <laughs> yeah. like from your doctor. That's it. That's the answer. That's that or you're just you're a big broken. Sally pants. I don't know. No. Maybe cut me off at the hip no. and you're broken, Sally Blade pants. Runner, Blade Runner stuff. Lance, go. I don't <laughs> want to talk runner. about me anymore. I'm- um, and continuing with the uh, old broken guy uh, topic, um, I also had a medical thing this week. Well, not really, but I had a cardiac stress test. I did a Ooh, cardiac okay. stress test because I have all this. I actually, it's actually something I requested. My yeah. doctors didn't request yeah, yeah. it because I have all this cardiovascular disease <laughs> in too. my family history. So yep. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the cardiac stress test because I want to know. Do I have something that is blocked? And uh, I, no, it, it it all seems like uh, my heart is running perfectly. Have fine. you ever done a cardio calcium score? I'm gonna do one of those soon yes. at some point. Yeah, I've done that too. So so yeah. far, hopefully, I'm all good. Hopefully, your numbers are zero. Yeah, that's the idea. So that's anyway, the, that's the thought. Riding bikes with old guys. Yes, new podcast. <laughs> broken guys. I also did race my bike uh, since we last podcasted. We could have like a. Totally different podcast. This we is could, riding with the elderly. How's prostate? Is How's that your prostate? 95% oh, of the conversation is your gosh. prostate. Okay. At the start line at Trophy Cup in yeah. the 50 plus field, we roll up and there's this one racer who always goes, I got to pee again. <laughs> there's one guy that always I was says not it. there. Stop looking at me. <laughs> so, and we're all, and of course, everybody just piles on him. It's, it's, I don't think he's going to care. It's Webster Wilson. Oh, really? He rolls up and he's like, the last three weeks, he's like, I just went and I got to pee again. He's like, it's not nerve. And we're all like, it's your prostate, old man. <laughs> everybody's old in this field and your prostate's bigger than you think. And so, of course, you got to pee again. But anyway. Just pee yourself. Yeah. Well, he, we all just tease, tease him instead. It's kind of funny. What would a triathlete do? <laughs> Definitely just, pee themselves. Yeah. Just soak that chamois. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this has been old man talk. <laughs> so not good. Press play to continue on for old man talk. Skip 15 seconds. Skip 15 seconds. <laughs> skip 15 seconds to continue on prostate talk. Okay. Okay. No, I did do the race. Um, Sunday was Heiser Farm Cyclocross race. It's out at this pumpkin patch in Dayton, Oregon, on the west side of Portland. Sometimes those stalks can be like sharp and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's you right. Your your legs looking cut up and beat up, but 
I did bleed some during the race, and I don't know what I hit, but I hit something. The month, it's, it's possible. But actually, the 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 cyclocross course is not at the pumpkin patch. It's oh, okay. at the like the farmer's personal house. Oh, cool! It's it's really pretty cool. So like the start line is in his driveway, mm-hmm. and and there's like a there's a little um like uh there's I completely forgot what it is. I can just imagine him like looking out his window and being like, "Those punk kids are at it again." <laughs> well, there's like there's like 300 people there, right? And they right. just got their garages open and their yeah. front door open because we're all racers. We're all you know we're parking in his field right yep. next to the house. That's we start on the driveway. Pretty awesome. We actually. ride through his vineyard. We go through his backyard. I mean, it's it's really it's pretty really cool. quite cool. The the finish line and all the tents are lining up and down his driveway. I mean, he's got this cool old red barn. It's just, it's, it's really cool. So I haven't been there. I need to. I need to good, go. Good it's, for him and that family or whoever they yeah. are to. Yeah, and they allow us to do, do the race there. It's crazy just stuff with old men peeing themselves. <laughs> good job. Good um, job. The course is one of my favorites because it winds through the woods and the corners are a little greasy and you're mm-hmm. rewarded for being for cornering ability and whatnot. I had a super hot start. I felt great um, and I was in second place for most of the race and ended up placing third. Nice job. In the 50 plus field. So hoo-ha. Fantastic. Well done. Hallelujah. So Serious standings? Um, I am in third place in the series overall. So any chance at second? There is a small chance at second and a an an equal chance for fourth place to catch me. Ooh. So I have a I'm nine points behind um second place and fourth place is nine points behind me. First place out of reach? Yes. First place is out of reach. Gotcha. That's John McCaffrey. He's won four out of the six races or okay. something. Yeah. So he's he's been killing it. He's strong. Um, so basically for me to, to, to keep a podium spot, I have to beat James Coates or not place less than four places behind him Hmm. on this last race of the series. So there's way too much math involved next. This weekend's points is worth double points. So you have to kind of figure everything out. It should make that most people will be there. I guess people who are vying for the podium. Okay, what I'm basically saying is if you're listening to this and you're in the 50 field, please do your best to beat James Coates. <laughs> just just get in front of him somehow somewhere along the way and uh, anyway, he's he's a James Coates is very good. He's a two-time cyclocross national champion actually. Yeah. Uh but that was like 25 years ago. It's been a while since he's won a national championship, but he's still very good. Good. So, anyway, so yeah, I'm. I've got a shot at the podium. I just have to do better than James this weekend. Uh, what else did I do? I also raced Trophy Cup. Um, I was not taking that race too seriously because this race this weekend is pretty important. And man, you can. I can certainly tell in myself when when I'm on and ready, and when I'm there for fun because they blew the whistle. I was on the front row. They blew the whistle, and I was like, Gone. "But, but, what was your mindset going into that? It's like I'm gonna go race hard, gonna win this thing, or was no. it before the race even started? It was. I'm just, I'm just here to race with my friends and yeah. have fun. Hmm. And so I was not like, 
fully engaged in it, right? It's okay, Lance. You can <laughs> you can tell us the truth. You can oh, hold on. Whether you're first or middle or last, what's important is that you're you, and people can like you just the way you are. That you Mr. remember this? You you remember that, Lance? Okay. I don't think people like me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> first or last, first they or do last, not like they you. Still do not like me. Can yeah. somebody get that Hepler guy to shut up? He's talking. Nope. He's always talking too much. He's having way too much fun out there. Anyway, yeah, uh, I, I kind of went out the back right at the beginning and I, I ended up like 12th or something. I wasn't, I, I just kind of like ran through the laps. I didn't go super hard. It's all good. I, there's a jump on that course. I took the jump every lap because that's what you friggin' do at Trophy Cup. It's just party time. So it was fun. Good. Sweet. That's you it. raced that correctly then. Okay. Good job. <laughs> Plus, I can't do that whole series anyway. I'm leaving town next week. I'm going to miss the last two trophy cups. I'm not even going to be there for uh, them. So, so yeah. It, yeah. So it was like motivation like dropped. Wah, is, wah, wah. Or, is there are there any news stories to talk about today, guys? Champ here. Oh, wait I'm a minute. About having fun, you know, get a couple of cocktails in me. You're drinking Start cocktails, a champ. champ. Is champ around? I'm drinking, champ is here drinking black raspberry. Your bay. I'm not drinking. That'll make you wet your bay. Wet your chamois. <laughs> you want to wet your chamois? <laughs> You've ever ridden it? I'm gonna shut up about the wet chamois. Okay. Have so, I ever ridden in a wet chamois? Yes. Yes, <laughs> I have. It's not pleasant. It's not pleasant. In the rain or for other reasons? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, triathletes, right? Like, we've established on this podcast that triathletes will pee themselves on the bike, right? Have yes. we established that? We have established that. Yeah. So. Is that one of the reasons why triathlon chamois are like half thickness as mm-hmm. a normal cycling chamois? Also, because you're swimming in them? It's the number one reason. <laughs> so that you can pee them and it doesn't hold. Oh, my God. We got to stop. Move on. <laughs> move, move on, champ. Move on. move on, champ. We can't talk about that anymore. Okay, I thought the funnest story of the week in pro cycling was this sprinter from Lotto who uh, who unclipped right at the end. Did you guys see this? I have not watched nope. anything because I have been fully consumed in life. I have not okay. watched anything. So zero. This is the week of of Italian one day cycling races. So mm-hmm. there's been a race like every day this week, which yeah. has been kind of exciting. It culminates with Il Lombardia, which is the final monument of the season, which is this Sunday. Um, in one of those races, um, uh, Arnaud de Lee um, was sprinting at the very end with like I don't know thirty meters to go. He's sprinting at 1300 watts. His cleat breaks, and his his right foot pops out of out of of the pedal. And he looks down, and he's like right there. He had like a he had like a four bike length lead when it when it broke. Yeah, and he just he didn't know what to do, so he just pedaled with his like Flintstone style with with his leg. He just pedaled with his left leg. He single single leg like sprinted, and he like just barely crossed the line before the second place guy. Oh my lord, that's freaking awesome! He actually (laughs) won, and he ended up breaking his cleat. And his quote was, "I prefer to sprint with two legs." Nice. <laughs> that was his quote afterwards. So, oh, I love that. That was pretty exciting. It just, you know, something broke and something happened. All right. So, there's also we are still filled with rumors um, from from transfers and team mergers. Yes, I might. This is the transfer <laughs> drama. This is one of the best transfer can, years that I can remember. Can they fully like 
not talk about this until the very, very last monument race of the season. I, That's why we don't have full disclosure on who's going where, when, why, and how. Correct. Okay. I believe so. It's not after the last Grand Tour. It's after the it's last race of the season, which is right this weekend. Is so this, we should know yeah. for sure next week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the very last tour. There's a whole week-long tour of Turkey that's happening, but um, I, th- I think that stuff is going to come out next week. Um, uh, Roglic, okay, so this was the big... Okay, so I remember last week I said, no way this merger's happening. It's all a bunch of crap. I'm probably going to have to eat crow on that because all it, everything looks like it's actually going to happen. There is going to be some kind of merger between <laughs> Yumbo Visma and... Quick step. Mm-hmm. Or quick, see, I can't even. I, it's okay, champ. I'm, I like you just the way you are. <laughs> Thank you. I feel better about myself. I Roglic, can continue. Roglic is the big. I think the big story. One of the big stories besides breaking cleats. Of besides the, breaking of the cleats. Week. Yep. Roglic did say yes. I am leaving Jumbo. Okay. I'm leaving Jumbo, but I'm not going to announce it until after the last race of the season. I don't think that'd be fair to my current team, is basically what he said. He so it's the right thing for him to do, it's the right time for him to do it. And he's a stand-up dude who has made me a fan of him because he has been mostly because he's been the most supportive of like Sep Kuss of all those people, I think. That's the way it feels to me that he's yeah. the most happy with Sepkus winning the Grand Tour recently. So he's a spectacular sportsman. Yeah. Yep. He's and he good dude. And he has had a lot of crashes and a lot of problems. And he's always been one of those guys that's like, yep, you know, just just not like blaming anyone. Just like this happened, and I don't know. He just he seems like a stand up dude. It's t- Tough times for him, it's for sure. For he's him. had a lot of tough times. The the rumor mill pretty much thinks that he's going to Bora, right. Hansgrove. Um, his contract is roughly going to be 6 million euros a year. So wow. They're putting it right up there with uh, Pogaccia, yeah? Yeah, correct. That's uh, that's payday right that, there. That's payday right there. And so um, they're pretty sure that that's what's going to happen. It hasn't been announced yet. but that's, And that's a good team. It's a good team. That's yeah. a good team. They've done well. If you look at it, like they've had... Jai Hindley, uh, yep. Yeah, they've had and yellow, yellow jersey yep. moments yep. early in the tour. They've had like a great couple of years, I'd say. Uh, I think it's a good spot for him. Yeah, you know... It's not... Yumbo Visma. I mean, it's not, he's not going to have that right. kind of support, but... But still. And then we start to talk they're about... They're players. They're players. They're, they're players. definitely players now with him uh, on that team. And for him to be able to work with the likes of uh, Jai Henley and help develop him right. down the road... Yes. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, he's got to have his own aspirations as opposed to, you know, working with someone young, but... Well, yeah, but, I mean, if you think about it, like, Jai Henley, like, had a great showing at the tour last year, for the most part. I mean, right. he had some off days, but he's still young, and to be able to learn from the likes of uh, Primos Roglic, that's fantastic, knowing that Primos is going to be the man. You're not going to pay Primos 6 million euros a year without yeah. making him the man oh, for the course. Tour de France. Yeah, I'm right. not saying that they're going to be, like, a two-headed monster, but that's a good duo to have there and that right. in this day and age you almost need to have that you need to have somebody waiting in the wing so that when Roglic does crash he can step in <laughs> when and he do his thing inevitably at stage 17 like always <laughs> yep. i think it's stage 17 there's you know, one stage that he always yeah this actually makes this this next year's tour de france really intriguing yeah, very oh, yeah. interesting. because there's going to be four like major players on four separate teams most likely that it's going to make it interesting. You'll have Vingago on uh, Yumbo Visma. Mm-hmm. You'll have Pogaccia on UAE. Mm-hmm. You'll have Roglic on Bora. on Bora. 
And you'll probably have Remco Evanpool most likely on a different on, team somewhere. Yeah, on a different team, probably on Ineos. Mm-hmm. So we got four big teams, four strong teams, all with a guy that has a shot at it instead of it just being it's a two person race, isn't it? It's like, better that yes. way. I mean, it's it's hard when you're like, oh, look at this team that has three guys that can win the Grand Tour, and they're going to go one, two, three. Like that's that's great. It's exciting. It was historical, but at the same time, it's also like, meh. Yeah. Let's have a battle somewhere. Right. It was fun to see for one year. And it it's, was. It's kind of nice to see it kind of like disbanding now, and yeah, it's going to be fun to see how it stacks up, just like you said. So yeah, so yeah. It should be interesting. Hmm. Other news. What else happened? There is a certain um, one of Jake's favorite athletes has a has confirmed that they're coming back for the Grand Correct. Tour. Correct. Oh, <laughs> he has that has been confirmed. So Cavendish is going to come back and try and get that final <laughs> victory. Mark Cavendish has unfinished business. He wants to come back for he, that final he victory. Wants, he wants that record. So he extended his contract. Yeah. What do you think about that, Jake? Ass hat. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we think. Yeah, um, doesn't clothes suck. <laughs> I forgot what that means. It means it, it means, means ass hat. It means you're an, an asshole. asshole. It means you're an asshole in uh, Dutch. So again, I don't remember what I said last year. Someone will hop on in the comments and tell us, like, oh yeah, this is what you said last year. I think he can get one. I think he can get one victory. I think he's got a chance. Nah. Meh. Nah. We I, took bets last year, and I think I was the only one or one of the only ones that thought he could do it. Yeah. And, no. I, and he crashed out, right? He didn't get any of it. He crashed out. Yeah. yeah. So he doesn't have the pop that he used to. He still has pop. He's he still does. smart. He's still savvy. I'm not going to take that away from him. He doesn't have the same pop, Mm-mm. doesn't have the same lead out trains. I just don't think it's going to be his year to do it. I, I just, I don't, I, they each, just year, brought, each year is going to get harder and harder. Yeah. They brought somebody else in to help him. Yes. To Markov or yep. Morkov or something like mm. that. Yeah. Well, so who knows? There's so many more talented sprinters, and I just don't think that he is going to get an opportunity like he's had in the past with the lead-out trains that he's had to put him in that position. Just not going to happen. Yeah. I wonder if like they'll find some early stage, and then he'll drop out afterwards after he gets it. He's just, I don't know. Is he going to do three weeks? Maybe. Who knows? Know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. Um, in other transfer news, too, we, we learned that um, Primoz Roglic... His trainer and coach has right. has confirmed that he is going to Bora Hansgrove. Yeah, so that's just another pretty big sign that Primos is going to Bora Hansgrove. Yeah, the bummer about that is that same coach and trainer was also Wout Van Aert's coach and trainer, who's been training him for the last sixteen years. I wouldn't be surprised to see him eventually move on. Like there's Wout. There's nothing holding him back from going somewhere yeah, else. No. There's other teams where he could be more of a superstar. And and I'm not talking specifically about Bora, although that would be interesting. It, I could see him being like, there's too many eyeballs on all these other athletes that are not me, and I can be a superstar somewhere and not have to domestique someone. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, he's he's the best one of the best athletes in the world, arguably yeah. one of the best cyclists in the world. Yeah. It's we've talked about it a bunch of times. Can he lose 10 pounds and be a GC guy? Does he want to be that guy? No, I, don't, I, I don't think he I even wants to, but I he could, he could mean, be like, I'm going to do green Jersey stuff and not be, you know, covered by having to be some domestic. Yes. Yeah. You know. Not getting a breakaway and then wait for the, for you guys to catch me so I can. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Do you think that Yumbo Visma is kind of, well, I mean, they're talking about this big giant merger, but do you think that they're 
making a, a bad move here? Is this a mistake? I mean, they're potentially yeah. bringing more people on, but you've already had Remco say that he doesn't want to race for that team. You're losing Roglic. You're, you're losing a coach. You're bringing in new faces. You're doing all of these things. And I, I'm sure that that could potentially be a good thing, but you're it's talking about... Business, it's business, Jake. This is not personal. It's business. And you get these mega superstar teams in any sport. They've yeah. got names across the boards, but if you don't have that chemistry, it's just not going to work out. I mean... In baseball this year, I mean, this isn't a baseball podcast, but there are some some of the biggest payrolls didn't work out. On paper, they're supposed to win everything, right. and they didn't even make it to the postseason because there's just no chemistry there. And if you have all of these different people pouring into this team that's been this mega superstar team that's been kind of developed over the course of time with some mainstays there's some in there. name for this where it's like when, when everyone's scrappers and they're working together, it's like easier for them to have this incline and then they win like a world series or something like that and then everyone's egos get big and then their paychecks get big and no one wants to work together and so you start to see this decline i can't mm -hmm. remember what the name of that curve is but there's some smart name for it it's Sick. it's almost inevitable right where it's like yumbo was clearly at the top of the game like what like two weeks ago through i mean like very recently right. it makes sense for things to need for them to need to shuffle the deck a little bit but for me i think the biggest reason why they would even consider doing this merger is the fact that they're going to lose their title sponsor in yumbo exactly. yumbo that's it but that's it. there's that's also it. rumors out there that amazon's going to step up and be the the one that throws 13 million dollars well, at them and or 30 million dollars rather at them and 15 i think is the, it 15 the rumor is 15 million uh, yeah. we'll, we'll that's see so nothing for amazon <laughs> i don't know why Am Amazon doesn't need the exposure. I don't understand that they want, at all. They want access to the team for some of the documentary things that they're going to run on their, their prime. That's not true, Jake. That's not true. Nope. Amazon's actually going to have them deliver package as they bike. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's expensive, expensive. expensive. No more Muset bags. Yeah. Messenger bags. <laughs> that actually would be really cool if they had like little Amazon, the Amazon little things. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that Amazon at that price point, sure, man, they could do that. I, could, I think they could use the positive exposure of having a team and being a part of it. I think that it makes a lot more sense than Apple. I think Apple is looking for these video um, or, or streaming services kind of more of like, and I know Amazon has their own streaming service kind of situation. I just think that Amazon is a bigger company and they're looking for different things. Whereas when Tim Cook goes to places like that, he's looking to make deals for Apple TV. That's what it seems like to me. Well, you've got two major companies, some of the biggest companies in the world, that both have streaming services and there's been rumors about both of them wanting to have some sort of streaming rights to this particular team well played if that's how they're going if they're trying to get these two things to go head to ten and then like at the last minute they'll announce the one that they partnered with to get the biggest paycheck but yeah but it's different right like i think if you're going to be one of the streaming partners you can't be a sponsor of a team you have to like you can't double dip i think you need to be either more general and be like we're not picking favorites we we want to broadcast this race therefore we're not going to sponsor our team or you're do the opposite, which is like, yep, we're pulling for this team. We're trying to make them, you know, be as, as great as they can possibly be. Our name's on the Jersey. Um, yeah, we're not, we're not going to try to cover the race as well. That seems like a, I think those TV rights are already wrapped up. So yeah, I think it makes yeah. more sense to try and get something a la documentary style, like what Netflix did. Netflix. Yeah. And something along that with one of these teams, I think makes a little bit more sense. I, I, I could be wrong. I would love, I would have loved to, to have seen all the, background stuff on yumbo throughout oh, yeah. this whole year just because it was such an amazing year for them that would yeah. have been very cool to see well, not just the tour de france but like that netflix documentary i think has 
like another season. So we Correct. may get information on that stuff. Or but it was just for the Tour de France, right. not for like okay. the team yeah. for the season. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm that's keep... such an incredible story, too. That, yep. that story does need to be told. I think that that would be a fantastic documentary to watch if it was just talking about Jumbo Visma. It also worries me a little bit when these documentaries come out and it's like, how much of the anxiety or how much of the um, ego stroking, like all of those little pieces, was that built into the documentary? Or is, are we are we bleeding some reality TV kind of yeah, yeah. Some ethics stuff, yeah. into our documentary series, which we don't want to have? I feel like we don't right. need that. That's not, I mean, I know that that is, it does have, have it be like, like a little bit more successful when you have that drama, but I don't want it. Like the Netflix show showed some tension yes. between Wout Van Aert yes. and, and Vingigo. And, and how much of that was real? I don't think that was real at all. That was <laughs> some special editing. Yes. I just don't <laughs> yes. think, right. like, if you're going to do a documentary, do it right, people. And I, and I think that that was a successful series. It brought eyeballs to our sport. Yeah. I think it helped. But come on, guys! It's not reality TV. Don't make it reality TV. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it's my argument. Next week, I think we'll have a little bit more clarity here. It should be more clear next week. So, it, have there been be any more whispers about Remco and where he's going to potentially end no, up if no. this merger does happen? It, just that um, he doesn't want to be with Jumbo. But I mean, I mean that that contract. He's got a contract though, and if he he does, but if the but if the if the, if they give up their UCI license, license, anybody with a contract that was on QuickStep can go wherever they want. Huh. All right. And yeah, and sure. it would take it would take Ineos five minutes to put together a deal to. Sign oh, they already have it put go. together. Just, right. Yeah. If, yeah, that would make sense for Ineos. I feel I would feel bad for the other GC contenders at Ineos because they are good. There's some good athletes there. Who? <laughs> who? Philippe. No, Ghana. So who, who not, was not a um, who was their GC guy last year? Your taint. Oh, yeah. oh, Ineos. You're talking about Ineos. Yeah, okay. I'm talking about Ineos. Gotcha. I think, yeah, I think is he retiring or is this he his is, last season? He has not up? announced his retirement yet. It seems like he's he's got another year in him. He's probably got another year in him, but not at top level. He just was off a little bit. Doesn't this want year. to be Mister GC. His podcast was just fantastic this year. Yeah. yeah. It was great to, you know, you just get all this insider stuff and you hear these two teammates just yapping about all the other guys they race with. And the, I, it was really insider. I really liked it. I need to get on that. I've, I've listened to bits and pieces here and there, but I, I need to get on that. It was just, it was fun to listen to. So, I, you know, so do they really have a, a good GC guy? If they bring Remco in, can his, oh, can his personality mesh with that team? And Can uh, his personality mesh with any team? I don't know. It's a good question. What um, we do with what we have. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Rogers. What does Egan Bernal do? Does he need to... Oh, I... Because he, he's young still. He's young he's come, still. He's come back from his injuries. But does he come back as far as he can? No. That's well, a great question. And maybe Ineos knows the answer to that. His injuries were devastating yes so it's amazing that what was he he was top 10 in the vuelta or something or really close to it so i mean the fact that he did that is just incredible so michael kwiatkowski is amazing they have some amazing athletes heck yes who else yeah there's good people on any yeah but i don't think he's a gc guy no there's a martinez guy that 
was looking pretty good. They've got this young kid Didn't that was... did that Martinez guy go to somebody else already? Did he? Well... I think he, he did. Danny he, Martinez? He can't, though. Who's the... Yeah, was it Danny Martinez this year that was their yep, their Danny kind of Martinez? Their, is he dude, on? Is he on it? He's still on the team, and he yeah. he hasn't gone anywhere because okay. they can't announce that yet, right? <laughs> what about Pickhock? I mean, he's like a superstar of one day. Yeah, yep. I agree. But still, he's got potential. He's got GC potential. Talking about Pickhock, I'm I'm about to take a big left turn here. Are we done with that talk, or sure. should we keep going? No, let's go. Move on. We we, <laughs> we go. No, I'm done. Yeah, go. <laughs> Pickock, so races mountain bike. So he came to Vermont. Wow. <laughs> he came to Stowe and, and did the UCI mountain bike races, the short track and the mountain bike races. He, uh, in the in the cross-country mountain bike race, he started like fourth row or something. Within the first two laps, he was on the front. Oh, geez. Yeah, he worked his way past Nino Schurter and all these other world-class guys, got a front flat tire. Oh. So stopped in neutral support, got swapped his front tire, but it was dry conditions and they only had a mud tire. So they put a mud tire on him. Um, he dropped back like he lost like 15 positions, but, you know, swapping that tire. Then he does another two laps and goes, I can't ride this mud tire anymore. It's so much slower. So he stops again, swaps for a dry tire, ends up back in 15th position, still worked his way to fifth overall. What? Like 13 seconds back of the winner. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. So he, like, just dug in, and he's freaking good. He's got, he's got a motor. Yeah. He's got a motor. There is there is rumors that he might line up at Big Sugar, the Big Sugar gravel race in Bentonville. Really? Which is in, like, a couple weeks, like three weeks or wow. something like that. Talk so. about a guy that could crush some gravel races. That guy. Yeah, Pitcock. Yeah, one-day gravel races. Right. Yeah, right down There's his money alley. money there. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Hmm. I think he could be a GC guy. I think that he's... It's weird. It's Ineos is a weird team. Right. They're he, a weird team to have that much talent. Yes. So, yeah. And and still not have a great GC person. And hanging on all those things, too, which is just fantastic. Yeah. All right. Two big upcoming races to talk about. Okay. So, Il Lombardia is coming up this Sunday, which is uh, the last monument of the year in... Italy? I think it's in Italy. I don't know. Um, lots of big names going to be at this race, so big one-day race. That could be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, who's in it? Uh, Pugaccia, Roglic will be there. Remco will be there. A uh, lot of good one-day racers, so that could be an interesting race. But also on Sunday is the UCI World Gravel Championships, also in Italy. Hmm. So go wow. figure. Interesting. So... Um, uh, last year's winner, Vermeesh, is lining up. Um, Ivar Silk is lining up, who won Unbound a couple years ago. Wout Van Aert is doing the Gravel World Championships. He is not doing Il Lombardia. So he's chosen to do the Gravel World Championships. I applaud him for that. Yeah, very cool, yeah. right? Yeah. He, well, he's going to come in second place, but yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can't. He has, he has failed to win a world championship this year. He's had like four second places or something. It might even be more than it that. It might but be yeah. more than that. So pretty crazy. Um, the the Americans sent over a group of six to go to the world championship gravel races, including Keegan Swenson, Payson McKelvin, Alexi Vermeulen. Um, there's like uh, Brendan Wirtz, I think Russell Finsterwald, Tobin Ortenblad. They're all going wow. to the... Nice. 
Gravel World Championships with the goal of getting Keegan to hopefully podium. win. So they're going to support po- Keegan. Huh? They're going to support like Keegan. Podium is a great spot for him. Podium would be yeah, really it, good goal. It would really show that American gravel racing is is legit if Keegan can get on that podium. Is it possible? It's so interesting because he that group has never had to like work as a team. No, they so have not. It would be interesting. They're all friends. They're all friends. They all know each other. They know how to ride. They know how to ride. They've been right. They've been racing against each other for for a couple years, for five, six years in some cases. Is it different to race for someone versus race against? Like, do they need to be domestiquing him and handing water and getting things taken care of to take care of him and set him up? Or attacking or trying to get in the breakaway and letting Keegan rest for a late late race attack or Mm -hmm. bringing that back or doing work to bring back a... Right, uh, an, attack. Uh, an attack that has gone away, you know. So, so really, that team has potential. It yeah. has potential. Yeah, There's some, some big, big names, names there. there. Big names, and if they're all working for Keegan, that's just—I love it. It's yep. just fantastic. Agreed. Just like a whole different type of racing for them. What's the Belgian squad going to look like? Well, it's Vermeesh who who won who beat Vanderpool last year. Okay, is and he? Getting, who's working for who though? I mean, I don't know. You know Belgians. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for them to not give up their own personal glory. Do you happen to know if this is going to be broadcast or televised? It's it's not clear yet. It might be on Flow Sports. Gotcha. So, I mean, GCN will be showing Il Lombardia. So um, what you're saying is just watch the highlights on YouTube? It possibly. <laughs> plus, you know, it's a 170-kilometer race, so yeah. you just want to watch the highlights of the last yeah, 30K, right? So I think it's going to be on Flow Sports and the... And Il Lombardia will be on GCN, but All right. I'm not sure. So a couple big races coming up, so that should be exciting. Cool. Champ out. That was Champ enough. Champ Bailey out. <laughs> All right, that was fun. Um, I'm. I got to figure out where to watch that because that sounds awfully intriguing. It's uh, yeah, good times. Um, what do you guys want to do next? Want to get into our uh, topic, or do you want to do? Do we need? Do we have um, any sort of um, Patreon drawings or anything like that that we want to? Yeah, I think we should do a Patreon drawing because I did uh, allude to that last week that we're going to do one this week. So let's uh, let's do that, Lance. You want to grab the little shaker deal? I got it. This is exhilarating talk right here. We're all staring at different things. It's uh, good times. I'm over here struggling, and Matt's scrolling, and Lance Scroll is looking it. at something else here. Scroll I'm trying it. to find out where the World Championships. It says GCN+. Plus. Gravel World huh. Champs will be broadcast in the United States and around Europe on GCN+. Plus. Interesting. Do you have GCN+. Plus? I do. Of course can you, he does. Can, can you share that with all the listeners so everybody can use your Give account? us your password. Here's my password. 555. 555. Big Daddy Balls. <laughs> What? <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was your password. I was gonna guess Big that. Daddy balls fifty five. Nineteen seventy one. All right. Nineteen seventy. Let, let, let's, let's, let's stay on target here. Come on. Let's do some Patreon stuff. Stay on target. Not uh, not doing well there. All right. Okay. We got a drawing here. The winner is Big Daddy Balls fifty five. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm picking out a winner. It is Chris Mann. Chris oh, Mann, Chris you Mann. are Chris the Patreon Mann. winner of the week. 
thank you for being a Patreon and supporting these couple of idiots who are, I'm the genius here. These two are idiots. <laughs> yep. <laughs> here at our show. So thank you, Chris. So we didn't even say what he won yet, did we? Well, what did Chris win? Chris won himself a dialed water bottle. Fantastic. We got another one of those that were thrown into the mix. So Chris, oh, you won yourself a, nice, a dialed water bottle. That's a nice pickup. Reach out to yep. us and we'll get you set up with that. Um, if anybody is interested in being a show supporter and you want to become a Patreon yourself so you can enter into these wonderful little drawings, you can go to dialpodcast.com, click on the Patreon link, find a Patreon level that works best for you, and you'll be all set. We do really greatly appreciate it because it helps keep this little uh, dog and pony show going. Yes. Because we do have bills. We're not getting paid, but we do have bills. Bills. <laughs> Pay my automobiles. There you go. So, cool. All right. Well, we uh, we appreciate you all. Thank you. All right. Moving on. Guess what? What is it? We get to ask Matt questions. It's an AMA. AMA with Mr. A Matt. A lot of pressure. Freaking Legrand. Hot seat. Feeling a lot <laughs> of pressure right now. Matt Legrand. How big are your balls? Oh, Tiny. <laughs> I'm, are they shrinking? Especially when you put them next to Big Daddy, <laughs> Big Daddy, Big Daddy Balls, balls 54. <laughs> whoever that is. Whoever's, whoever's password that is. Oh, All right. Let's do a little uh, AMA with Matt. Lance, okay. do you have questions? Do you want to go first? Would you like me to? What's, what's going on here? Matt, I got a question. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's, he let's hear I'm it. I'm scared. Fear is real. The fear is real. Okay, this this might be an uncomfortable question, oh, but boy. it might be something that people really want to know. Okay. Do you think your competitive days are behind you? Or is or is there a potential for a rebound and a return to racing? You've had a lot of issues with yep. your Achilles. Achilles. Yep. It's okay, been, so yeah. I don't have a good answer for that, and I will that's the crappy part is like, I don't have like plans to just absolutely crush some race in three weeks. Uh, so the answer is, I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm going to keep exercising every day. If things start to look really good, some in some direction, whether that's swimming, biking or running, I will follow that direction. Um, I love racing. I love being out there. I love being with the people that are racing. And even if I'm not crushing it competitively like I was five years ago, that's still okay with me. I'm still happy to be out there doing stuff. I, um, I'm enjoying what I'm doing currently, which is coaching a whole bunch of athletes. And um, well, for the most part, you're enjoying that. It is so much right? high school there's, there's some hiccups. But <laughs> the... And then making videos, testing a whole bunch of products and things like that. I'm enjoying every minute of all of this stuff, doing exactly what I'm doing right now. And so if I don't, the, the problem with this being ultra competitive is it kind of takes 100% of every, like your your mindset, right? Yes. Where it's like, get up and you're not thinking about like, how am I going to get this video out? You're thinking about like, whoop training today, got to get my two workouts in, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's fine. It's, and I've done that and it's been great and I love doing it. Is that what I'm going to do in the future? I don't know. So I, I don't have a good answer for you. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, did have a question that was kind of similar to that, but go ahead. do you have any unfinished business in that arena? Um, Not, are you going to go well, back, but I do mean, you have unfinished business I there? Would, I, mean, I've, I don't think I kept it a secret. Like I would have liked to have qualified for the Ironman Kona World Championships, yep. which I did not qualify for. Um, I think I was very, very close, and that's okay. It's never been like a bucket item thing. Like I never was like, I, I mean, once you get close, you're like, oh, now I want to qualify, but yeah, I yeah. didn't, you know, it's not like a, I'm, I'm not going to regret it or lose sleep over not making it. Um, 
so yeah, so no, I don't feel like I have any sort of missing piece. I think had I not broken 10 hours in the Ironman, that would have been one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm yeah. so close. And I did. So yeah. But you did do that. I did. Yeah. I broke that. And so that was definitely nice to have accomplished, you know, like check that off the box. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm not going to break nine hours in an Ironman. <laughs> That's not happening. So yeah. yeah. So I feel pretty confident on the triathlon side that I did some good stuff. And, and I'm good with that. I love, I mean, more to what Lance's question was, was like, I love going to events and being part of these things. And so if I do get to the point where I can run a marathon and I'm even like, whatever, 3.30, what, I mean, which for, you know, half the people out there, that's going to sound really fast. And half the people are going to think that's super slow. The point is slow or fast, like to be able to do something and be able to do it confidently and be okay with it. And to be able to be at the point where you're like, yeah, I'll travel to something and go do this with friends. Like that's alluring to me, not, um, necessarily trying to qualify for some certain yeah. thing. So, but, I mean, to put that in perspective, you, you came from a place where running a right. two twenty marathon yes. was probably doable. Yeah. 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 So, so to run three thirty for you was like pedestrian. Um, no, I mean, I, I don't, I think it's all relative to where you are and what you, you know, and so I don't get, I think the, the part that's pedestrian is like, I don't get excited about a three thirty. Yeah. I right. wouldn't get super excited about breaking three hours where right. other people will. Would be and sometimes deal. that excitement helps motivate training and all these things that, so I don't have that like, Oh, I can do this. I can break three hours. Like, eh, if I break right. three hours, I break three hours. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, but the attractive part to me is like, Ooh, I could go with Lance if I need to get in shape to go hang out with Lance and go do some fun stuff and some fun trips like that's alluring to me. Yeah. So, so there there's motivation. It's just different than like hitting a certain time specifically. Yeah. So, yeah. Is what's holding you back more of your injury? Is it more of your time or is it both? I don't know. Um, I think it is a combination of those two things. So, it's hard because when you're like, when I'm running right now, I'm like, Oh, this is going okay. You know, I mean, I'm really enjoying my runs. I ran this morning and it's going okay. And that's the thing that's really been the holdup, right? Where it's like, can't do a long run, can't do these things. Like you can't, you really can't train that well if you can't do some of the stuff. And so if you start to see a little glimmer of hope on that section, then you start to think, well, maybe I could do some stuff or get back into shape or do certain things. Um, but then the other side, the, the other side of the coin is like, well, then I would have to give up half of, I mean, it really would be like, I'd have to give up like half of the work that I'm doing on videos or something. Cause there's no other place to pull from. Well, and like so that would be hard. Said way back in the early, early days of this yeah. podcast, you can only really do three things well. And <sighs> your family, you've got a, you've got a job, your family, you're self-employed work. and then you, your videos. I mean, that's a, a big time of it's, what you put together. Time. Yeah. And if yep. you want to dedicate time to train, something's going to give. Yep. So, yep. So you're in an extremely busy time of your life right now. Anyway, kids are kids are kids are real. Well, and three kids, and at an age Mm -hmm. where they're not really self. You guys know nothing about having three kids. (laughs) (laughs) They just they just can't do stuff for themselves yet, so they take a lot of time and effort. Well, not for nothing. That time is kind of precious. You're in the moment, and you you kind of get it, but it it all of a sudden is gone. Yes, before you know it, and you're like. Well, crap, how did that happen? And then right. you start getting nostalgic. You're looking back through photos and videos and all this stuff, and you're like, man, did, did I enjoy that enough in that moment? Well, and it's interesting because I was very competitive with triathlon when those kids were 
two, four, six, you know, those ages, which sure. is great, which, so I'm sure I missed a lot of stuff. I don't have any regrets. Like I'm not like crying over, like missing something, but like at the same time, now it's like we go to these swim meets and we're gone all weekend on swim meets. Right. And my wife and I enjoy cheering for the team. We cheer for our kids. We know all the other kids and we know their times and we can like, we, we feel like we're into it. Uh, I don't feel like I'm missing stuff on that front right now. If I were doing triathlon, yep. it would be, okay, you go do this and I go do um, an eight-hour bike ride or whatever. I, I got an yep. eight-hour bike ride I've yep. got to do this weekend, so we right. got to fit that in between these two Which swim we meets. wouldn't be able to do at all because it's no. like swimming will be like Friday night, Saturday all day, and Sunday all day. And that's okay. Like Missing a day, one of those days would be fine. We would be able to make it work. But I'm also enjoying exactly what I'm doing yeah, right now. Right, so, exactly. So it's okay. Enjoy it while you can because it right. goes by fast. Yes, but your daughter's it, graduating. In, so. the, in the long run, I mean, if you look 15 years down the mm-hmm. road, the relationship you have with your kid is way more important than how freaking fast you did an Ironman. My kids don't know who I am. <laughs> well, yeah, so okay. I read a statistic. But they know my five, they know my 5K <laughs> but times. But know your 5K splits. <laughs> my splits. <laughs> I read a statistic or saw somebody saying yeah. something once about like the first 18 years of your kid's life, you spend virtually every day with them. You sp- so the first 18 years are with them for all 18 of those years for all intents and purposes. I mean, there are going to be little bits in time where things are like they're going to camp or whatever, but the next 18 years of their life after they move out or whatever their adult life is without you is totaled when you put it all together. They say it's one year. So if you think about that, like like when your kids leave, a lot of times like you really don't get that time with them anymore. So yeah. Yeah. don't screw that up. That's very true. Yeah, I mean, there are going to be anomalies. There, there are going to be family dynamics and situations. And you know, if if you do a good job, your kids are going to want to come around. But you know, it, it, for all intents and purposes, they're gone, and you just don't get that same time with them again. So for me, that's been that's been a bit of a struggle too. Like you want to go out and you want to do all the things, you want to conquer the world, and you have a hard time saying no. And then you look back at your family. I'm like. Well, crap! I can't. That can't be my sacrificial point, and that's yes. that's been something where I've had to actually self-check myself. And if I'm not self-checking myself, my wife is self-checking me. Yeah, squaw, yeah, <laughs> kicking me in the the backside. And uh, yeah, it's just a, a subtle reminder that you know PSA here. Even with coaching, it's been hard on my family, right? So yes. it's like that's you're taking care of 85 other kids, but you're not taking care of your kids at that, that time. That would be better when you're coaching your own kids if they my, ever My oldest run. kid is telling me he doesn't want to run cross country. Well, and yeah, I'm like, that, well. That happens too. Yeah. I get it. Yep. I understand. That's, <laughs> I mean, he's all in on swimming. but And swim coaches are asking me to be an assistant coach on swim programs. I'm like, of course. I, have, I do not need another job. <laughs> the last thing I need is another job. I love it. I feel honored that that's, yeah. But yeah. All right. I got a question for you. Okay. Is it asking me for another job? <laughs> Man, I've got this, <laughs> got this job. This jobby job for you. Um, this is kind of a little question here. Tell us a fun fact about Matt Legrand. Fun fact that we might not already know. I told you guys a long time ago, I like small fitting socks and small fitting gloves. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. It was on podcast like number two or three, three or something, something like, that, yeah. like that. I uh, think that was one that I uh, just Tight posted. socks and tight gloves. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's a weird that thing. That is a little weird. It's like, um, so like you probably wear like maybe like large socks or something like that. Like I would go medium. Like just like <laughs> they got to fit tight. They got to fit tight. Because any, so I think it goes back to running where it's like you can't have wrinkles in your socks because you could get blisters and then you can't run as much as you want to run. Everything's got to be tight. It's got to be tight. <laughs> okay. That's the fun quirk about Matt LeGrand. Okay. What about a fun fact? Something we don't already know that you haven't disclosed on this podcast. Uh, what's a, I don't know. What the, 
the, where's the line? Like, what's what was your like high school? GPA? Whatever you want, dude. <laughs> I think I was only like a three five. <laughs> okay. It's not that good. I had um, okay. So here's a fact that's not good. Uh, I won an award in high school for best. Um, I think like increase in GPA over the high school. Like, <laughs> like so you started off kind of started in the, off kind of crappy. You guys put it together real <laughs> yeah. quick. I started off very very poorly, and uh, and I think that I did better as I got older. But you can't win that award unless you have done quite poorly, and I did quite poorly. So the truth is inside of us, <laughs> and it's wonderful I'm, when we yeah. have the courage to tell it. Yeah. Hard facts. Hard facts. <laughs> Hard facts. I don't. I don't tell people that usually, but right. you guys, just you guys. No one just else is listening. Nobody else is listening to this. Lance, you got another one for him. If you, um, if I was a pony, if you, what were... kind of, what color pony would I be? Rainbow. Okay, that was your no. Okay, no, that wasn't my question. Okay, my bad. Your goal with the uh, YouTube channel. Yes. I'm curious to see where where you're hoping the YouTube channel channel would take you because i would hope that at, at some point yeah. it would get big enough that you could quit your other job is that something you've yeah. thought about um i i have thought of that and it's interesting because i have friends that have done exactly that situation and they're um it's really really i feel like the youtube channel has already accomplished any goals that i would ever have for it where it's like I, i've got to meet cool people I've got to do some neat things. Um, having it be a replacement for a job is is not one of those goals. Uh, if it happens, it's okay. I don't, I mean, I just, I, I like programming. It's hard to be, um, this is, how about sounding really like a cocky <laughs> bastard, right? Like I'm good at programming. I'm podcast. good at programming. Yeah. It's hard to be like, oh, I'm going to s- switch away from all that stuff. And do something, and I, I can charge a lot for that. And it's almost like, oh, you can just print money. The programming is so good, and it's great. And like the the projects that I get to work on, um, I've, I've definitely let the cat out of the bag. I, I tell people I'm not really supposed to talk about who I work with or whatever it is, but I get to work on like these prototype jobs for this company that I admire in some ways, and I you know have issues with in others. But like, it's really neat work that I get to do. Even the project that I'm on right now is like just cool and i get to see stuff that no one else gets to see and it's just it's fantastic and so to give that up would be hard as well um so i'm I'm trying to balance the the two where it's like and i'll literally be like okay today i'm gonna work on a video and and so that's like today i'm, I'm working and like tomorrow i've got to get more programming type stuff done of course i'm going on a cross-country trip and stuff like that and so everything gets a little bit squished but um but i just try to dedicate specific time to each I don't think that I would ever want to give up programming anytime soon. I don't see that in the future, but at the same time, like maybe the future is, is, is going to affect that specifically. Like whether AI comes in and makes programming obsolete, that would be fine. You know, like I think that it's possible. Um, I think that there's some avenues for, there's other avenues for me exiting programming. Um, but, uh, but there's no plans on me specifically like trying to get away from it with, with the channel itself. So a lot of times I think people will be like, when I get to this number, when I get to this number of subscribers, then I'll be able to do X, Y, Z or whatever it is. And I think it's a bad way to look at it because then you're not happy with where you are currently. And I see, I have like these really great people that I feel comfortable chatting with. 
Um, and it's, it's the guys that, um, that have very successful channels. And I just think to myself, like those guys probably at some point, like some small part of them probably misses the fact that they don't have 20,000 subscribers. Like I can imagine like, Oh, there's, there's probably some regret there. There's probably some piece of them that's like, I can't change my content right now because I've right. got 125,000 subscribers wanting this. this. Yeah. And I have to do exactly what is prescribed to me because this is my paycheck and this is how I pay for my kids' food. Yeah. And to be in this spot right now where I'm like, okay, I have 20,000 subscribers, which is more than enough. Uh, and to be like, I think 10,000 would have been fine as well. And it's like, those are good times. And don't don't overlook the fact that they're really good places to be because I could literally take my channel in a completely different direction tomorrow and that'd be okay. Like it'd disappoint a couple people, but that'd be okay. Yeah. So I'm quite happy with where it is. You're the only person the only who is person. exactly like you. So in a way, <laughs> you've already won in okay. this world. That because he you're said the it better only than I did. one who can be you. Thank you, Red Rogers. Yeah, he nailed it. He nailed it. <laughs> he always nails it. <laughs> Good one, man. I like that. Yeah. Embrace it. Yeah. yeah. It's, I'm in a great spot right now. And the subscribers are going up. It's good. It's all good. So. Have you ever dabbled with the idea, like a lot of people do, that ultimately doesn't end up working out all that great, but having a second channel just so you can yes. have a creative outlet for doing other things that mm -hmm. you don't have time to do? Yeah. Um, I think so. I think that you... It's it, You know, I think a lot of people... What I've seen is um, people will do that and they'll have like a throwaway channel almost. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think like Des, Desfit and like Dave Dillon, they both have different channels where they will like review tech or something. They buy a computer, they'll review it, blah, blah, blah. And that's cool. But those channels just get completely neglected. And so, you know, I could see if it was a very different topic that I was interested in. I think it would be very difficult to do that just because then again, you've got twice as much work to do with the mm -hmm. same amount of time. Right, right. So no plans to start a new channel. I mean, obviously, I think like reviewing camera stuff would be really interesting. Yep. Um, I was more interested in doing that maybe like a year or two ago than I am now. I think I'm quite happy with where things are right now. And my my interests now are more like, okay, is there something automated that I could set up that could kind of get close to making content on its own that I wouldn't be quite as proud of that I could put on a different channel that still covers like triathlon news, for example, like there's, there's something there that I would love to kind of stay connected with the triathlon community and news seems to be somewhat underserved. And it's like, okay, I could build something that's just like comes out daily that just requires minimal amount of work, right. That kind of just covers that little piece where it's like, this is what's going on in the world of triathlon. Um, but I would almost want that to be automated and not super. Hey, you already have your bumper set up. You just sit down, press go on record. You have a studio ready to go. Yeah. And then it kicks, you, you one take it and just maybe put a little color grade on it and yeah. post it and go. I wouldn't want any of, like, I would I would want to do it almost the opposite of the way that I do videos now, which is yeah. like spend a week on making yeah. it perfect. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. That can be fun. Could be, could be. It's probably, an, you know, you think like, okay, this will be something that'll just do itself. It'll work itself. But there's no such thing as that, like self-making self-recurring income these these passive incomes they're not always passive nope as not, i'm speaking to so speaking to a couple of people that actually know what they're talking about <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> passive incomes uh this one's i don't okay. i, I want to ask you this one because I'm, I'm curious to hear what you have to say and um i i know that i've personally got 
stories that I can share about this or like retrospects I can share, but in life you have fails, you fail mm. at things. And sometimes when you're in the moment, it's super hard, but as time goes by and as you reflect and as you grow and as you change from those fails that you've made, um, those experiences almost become invaluable because yep. it, it teaches you how to do things differently and it teaches you how to, to navigate or how to deal with adversity. Do you have any fails in life that you are like proud that you had or happy that you had or thankful cycle for? Cycle across. Cycle across? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's okay. some sort of cycle across meme around here somewhere. No, uh, definitely, you know, like uh, I think there's there's... I think that what's great about YouTube is you can actually go there and you can click on videos and you can sort in reverse, which I should not tell people about because they'll go to my videos and they'll look back at five years ago when I first posted videos and you can see it. And at the time you're thinking like, like I made that video and I know I thought like, this is a good video. Like somewhere, I promise you, I probably thought that if those videos are horrible. Absolutely I wouldn't say they're horrible. horrible, but you know, compared to what you're putting out now, the quality's not quite it's, the same, but they're still enjoyable. And I think it was interesting because I thought to myself, like, okay, it's okay if I don't know what I'm going to say. When I turn on the camera, I'll just talk and it'll it'll be fine. Turns out, you gotta I have sound some like an idiot. <laughs> you gotta have some. You idea. sound like an you idiot. You learn a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I think same thing actually happened to me when I um, when I. It's funny that you like you have these fails. Remember, and you're like you, the question was what have like what are fails where you've learned from? Here's a fail that I clearly didn't learn from. I start. I used to give presentations on software programming and things like that. And one of my buddies was like, "Okay, let's do this presentation for um, this like company or whatever." And the, and I was like, "Perfect, let's go, let's do it." And he's like, "I'll talk about this, you talk about that." And I was like, "All right." And I just thought to myself, "Well, wing it. Like, I'm fine." Hor- it went horrible. And then I think I learned like, okay, if I'm going to give a presentation and I went on and I used to like travel around the country and give these presentations on programming and you have basically the whole speech kind of prepared. And so you learn from that. But then yet here I was flipping on the camera thinking I would just wing it and it would work and it would come out sounding more natural that way. And it was horrible, you know? And so those presentations that are now like gone and dusted and not recorded thank god i mean some of those are probably are recorded but not that first one those are gone that's great um however these videos on youtube they stay forever and so you kind of do get to see some of those fails in public but uh so so the the point is what could you learn from that you should probably prepare before doing any of this stuff whether that's you know giving a presentation on youtube or giving a presentation to your company and things like that it does help to prepare. Cyclocross, I did prepare for, and I still failed. In cyclocross, <laughs> I just finished the race, and I was like, Here's a, this is crashed a couple times. My, my <laughs> bike handling <laughs> isn't that great. Yes, I'm not good at this. And I thought I was going to be good. Handling. I love the, I thought I was going to be good. Because it's true. I really was like, this is so similar to cross you were country. Fit, you were fast. You, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'm fit, I'm fast. I, I This very much feels like cross country. Like, this is going to be my big new thing or whatever. And I was horrible at it. These these races I line up with, like if I yeah. line up in a race and there's 50 guys in our field, there's 30 of those guys who would handily beat me on the road. And it's just like all about but it's, it's, bike handling. It's a different story on the cyclocross track. What about in triathlon? I am a very competitive no, no, person. No, no, this is bad. And I certainly am uh, always of motivated by sweat. He knows how to, he knows how to find quotes to make us hurt. Trying to be the best type of triathlete that I can be and try to uh, be as oh. fast as I can be. Anyway, I'll cut that up. 15 years Speaking ago. of YouTube living forever. Yes, I know. That's oh, that's on YouTube. <laughs> that's where it lives. It okay. Yep. 
Lance given a presentation at it George, sounds like George you, Fox. It's George Fox, Fox University. Yeah, it was yeah. part of my MBA program. Uh, I was giving some presentation. I don't remember what it was about, but I made it about me because that's what I do. Hey, <laughs> works. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Like I, I don't know. I was talking with one of my kids not too long yeah. ago about some things that they're having, like trials and adversity that they're going through with other kids and things of that nature. And, you know, I'm just trying to explain to them, like, you, you might have had a misstep, you might have done things incorrectly, but if you have the ability to kind of look at the situation and reflect on it and grow from it, you'll look back on it and you'll, at some point in your life, thank yourself for that. And I've had so many of those situations. I probably just had one this morning, God, who knows. But uh, yeah, if you're just constantly learning from your, your missteps, then yeah, it's a good thing. So it's two, ways, of, two ways to learn things, easy way and hard way yeah you really only there's only one way to learn things that's actually, the hard way you you learn better by your failures you absolutely then the even learning from other people's failures yep. it just sinks in when it's your own failure it's hard to have kids and see that where you're like oh yes only one way to learn yeah and they the hard way. it's hard for them to grasp that yeah. with their undeveloped brains yeah hmm. any more questions for matt why are you so dreamy it's the beard Ooh. it is the beard it's the beard I don't have any more questions. Is that beard coming back for uh, the uh, full November thing? Are you just doing something? Oh, no, I don't have it. What's it's like the is are, no shave are you November? supposed to no shave? I don't know. I'm uh, not planning on not shaving in November. Don't we normally do facial hair stuff that do, time? Do I, I do uh, normally yeah, do facial like hair things? I always cancer or something like that. I, yeah, I'm, that's Movember. not my plan. Movember. Movember. Yeah. My plan is to shave it whenever I feel like shaving it. So that's what she said. Excuse me. That's what she said. Oh yeah. Big day. Sorry. Fifty five. <laughs> All right. Any uh, any more Last, questions? Matt, that's it. Matt LeGrand, that's it. any questions for Matt LeGrand? Is there any questions that you wanted to answer that we didn't ask you? No one asked me about my... Never mind. Ah. <laughs> Big daddy. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's button this bad boy up. Let's jump into one last thing. Speaking of the YouTuber. Okay. The one can, and only. I can Matt usually LeGrand. go. Um, I think last week I posted a video on the Apple Double Tap thing. That's worth checking out because... Uh, as of about today, I think that Apple has actually released the software to for for people to use the double tap on their watches. So it's coming out of it's either in beta right now or it's coming out soon, where you can actually use the double tap feature. I had early access to some stuff and I talk about it and how it can be confused with some other things. Uh, this week, or if I can get the edit done today, tomorrow morning, I'll post a video about the. Um, Garmin Forerunner 965 after 100 days. That's my plan. Next Perfect. week. Next week. Who knows? Cool. Try to survive this week. Lance Epler. Lots of big racing this weekend. We've got Il Lombardia, the last monument. We've got the UCI World Gravel Championships mm -hmm. and Zolder Cross. Oh, that's a big one. The uh, the last uh, race in the Harvest Cross series here in the local Portland area. And um, it's right here, basically in our backyard in Clark County at Alderbrook Park. So excited for that. Last race of the series. Yes. Are you excited for uh, Cross Crusade? I am not. <laughs> um, I'm. I'm. I probably won't do all the races. Gotcha. Um, it was a little little difficult. Um, the the series this to win the series. They're counting every single race this year, so there's no drop races in Cross Crusade. Is it because they have less racing? Yes, yep. I believe right. so. So you, there's no drop races, and so and I'm missing the first race because um, uh. I, right after. Um, Right after Zolder Cross, I'm leaving for Utah with my wife. My wife has a soccer tournament in St. George, and That'd I'm be fun. driving her down there, and I'm going to take a mountain bike, and maybe I'll do one of the 
Utah cyclocross races. I might do that. Um, so, there you go. Yeah. So you're going to bring a cyclocross bike too or just do it on your mountain bike? I'll take a cyclocross bike. Uh, I'll take 40 bikes. Yeah, I'm, I probably will take four bikes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Which is too much. But what the hell? That's what I do. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, my one last thing will be the Zolder Cross as well. We will be out there. The Dialed Cycling Lab will be out there supporting that, and we are going to be doing the neutral support. We'll have our team out there. We've got some big team pavilion thing that we get to use, which is going to be pretty cool. cool. Um, and then the lab, this Dialed Cycling Lab, will be providing a ton of prizes for the series winners as well as for the raffle. Um, we've got a bunch of stuff from Cask Helmets and Wahoo and Silka and Scratch Labs and Garmin and SRAM and Giro and Tailwind and Carbor rocket and Whoa. yeah it, the list just keeps going on oh i think we added uh snap nutrition's gonna jump on and give us some stuff as well so Ooh. we've got god it's gonna be well over a thousand dollars worth of stuff that we're gonna be um putting out there for all these folks to have and enjoy for their uh their hard work it so, will wow. be worth it to stay through the raffle yeah. at this race oh, yeah. so yeah. if you're coming to the race stay through the and, raffle and lance speak to that venue you've been there it's it's pretty cool. Such it's cool really cool. You, you know what? The most unique thing about the Alderbrook Park is there is a lemonade. There's a lemonade fountain. Yeah. <laughs> so which is kind of unique. They actually have ever, a I've never used it. Yeah. There's a lemonade fountain. Pretty I cool. Need to check it out. So it's actually like a, a park and a wedding venue, mm -hmm. and um, there's a little lake there, and you know, uh, it's, it's, it's cool. It's it's cool. It's a pretty diverse course, right? Yes, it's it's difficult. Um, there's there's potential for some steep climbs and run ups. There's a couple of sand volleyball pits that will make for difficult sand sure. runs or sand sections. Uh, it's going to be hot and dry um, that day, which is crazy because for like what the last two weeks almost we've had like a couple decent storms that have come through yeah. and days of rain and just gloominess, and then all of a sudden we're going to have like four days of eighty degrees, Correct. and that's going to yeah. be like the third day of that. So. Yeah. Does that change things for the better or for the worse for you? Um, for the better. Okay. Well, actually, probably, I don't know. Either way. <laughs> show up and find out. Just got to show up and dig and find out. Yeah, please <laughs> yell stupid things at me. Anyway, we want everybody to come out, so come on out. Enjoy that. Um, yeah, be a good time. So, all right, we will be back next week with another one of these. And until then, bye for now. day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be 
my neighbor. Won't you please? Won't you please? Please, won't you be my neighbor? Hi, neighbor. I'm glad we're together again.